Big Ten Plus Four is a member of Odd Pods Media and ASAP All Sports All Plays Network. Hello and good morning. We are Big Ten Plus Four. We bring you college sports with Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. Uh, Tony Hollinsworth on the other side of the screen uh, this morning. Uh, how are we, Tony? Good. You know, we're still dealing with the uh, the Midwest cold, and you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I think of like the holidays, you know, Xmas, Christmas, you know, whatever people want to call it. You know, when I'm when I'm sitting there and it's like there's really no snow or anything like that out, and I'm like, it doesn't really feel like that time. But then yes, well, what day before yesterday, we got a big snowfall here, and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's Christmas. And it's like, wait a minute, it's almost <laughs> February and we have this now. I don't understand. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, my part of the Midwest on Christmas, we were pretty much shut down because of a winter storm that had blown through. So we got we got kind of January's weather, you know, in early in early <laughs> or late late December, and then uh, we get uh, Christmas. In right January. So <laughs> I well, am Sam. Whoops, I'm sorry. What? Say, well, maybe, maybe that's why, because I was so used to it being like absolutely freezing. Yeah. Rather than being able to enjoy the snow. But yeah, well, uh, anymore, I don't go outside and enjoy the snow anyway. So <laughs> true. Uh, I am Sam Sprunger, uh, to Dalton Shetler, uh, not here on Fridays. Uh, he, he that's what he's done, Tony. He's worked it enough to geek. He, he gets Fridays off. Well, he, he's taken he's taken advantage of the of the PTO. Like you, you accumulate so many hours after so many weeks. Taking every like, Friday off. He's like I'm taking every Friday off for his however long I can figure out. Well, he missed, or he's going to miss a a, a pretty packed show because we have a ton of basketball. Uh, you know how ESPN's got their big Monday. Well, the Big Ten had Big Thursday yesterday mm-hmm. because. There were a lot of big games in on both sides of the men and the women. We're going to talk about the men first, and then in the second half, we will talk uh, uh, about the the women's uh, conference season and how how it's progressing. Uh, and then we have headlines, so it's Friday, so we we obviously we have headlines, Tony. It's 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 a thing, and we do yeah. have Dalton's headline. And you know what? Uh, when it comes to headlines, real quick before we get started, is uh, that that's that's dalton's baby like he, it was his idea so the you know he's not even here on the day we do it <laughs> well, I mean, but it's he, why we also have him record his he he's with us in spirit though correct so he's he, here he's with us in video yes <laughs> it's so, like an Eb- in this like an ebenezer scrooge thing like he yes. comes back he tells us and then yeah. he leaves. <laughs> okay so Big games last night with the Big Ten men. We're going to start in Ann Arbor. Uh, there were actually two two games on the schedule uh, that we're going to talk about, but there's also some uh, some other stuff that we can uh, uh, mention too. Uh, big game in Ann Arbor. Purdue number one, uh, eighteen and one going in, goes to Ann Arbor and wins for the first time in like seven or eight years. Yep. And uh, 
uh tony you and i were kind of messaging back and forth they they win 75 70 mm -hmm. uh zach eating 19 points nine rebounds uh this was one of those games that you you even messaged and said this is an unusual setup or a matchup for purdue because they have a big who can at least hold his own pretty well against zach Eady, and he's more athletic and that and that's hunter dickinson and uh but I also posited, and I think I was right. I did, tell me if if you think I was right. I said I think this is a better team and more well equipped to handle Edie being canceled out to a point mm -hmm. uh, by Hunter Dick or Hunter Dickinson, yeah. and uh, I I think that came through last night. Uh, you know, uh, Fletcher Lawyer, phenomenal game. Yeah, I, I believe he had twenty or nineteen at least. I know, uh, maybe it was eighteen, but. Um, 17 oh yeah he missed the front end of a one and one i thought he got to that okay so 17 points from from fletcher lawyer brayden smith the guy that you discounted on wednesday and said he was inconsequential there were some plays that he made in that game uh or plays that he almost made that just to me say wow i mean he he was very uh he he invaded space he uh, broke up passes. He he had a couple of saves that uh, that got Purdue a, a possession. Like he was the floor general and did a very good job at running the 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 team in an environment that they've struggled in in the in the recent few uh, past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I will say when I was watching it, you could tell when Edie wasn't on the field. Purdue was very very much about doing quick strikes. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Be because when you and it was funny the way that Michigan kind of neutralized it because you would watch them kind of go through their same progressions of okay we have the ball Edie's basically going to stay under under the net like the whole entire time like through the <laughs> whole like that's what I was kind of I was I wasn't really poking fun at Edie but I was I was watching at least the way that Michigan moves Dickinson around you know he's kind of all over but he would match up primarily with Edie kind of there under the net whereas Edie he didn't really go outside of that box very much he stayed well he doesn't right normally inside. unless yeah. he's setting a setting a screen he doesn't go more than 12 feet out from the basket because that's why why put yourself in that position to where all of a sudden you've got to take a shot you know sure mm -hmm. oh no so i i get that but yeah I, I that was the thing there were a couple of times that I was, you know, while I was watching that, I noticed that they were deliberately trying to get, you know, Edie to come out and Purdue fell for it a couple of times, but for the most part, they switch uh, a Gillis or, or mm -hmm. uh, another big uh, first, you know, whoever to go out and take Dickinson when he went outside. So it was yeah. all like almost an intentional switch as, as soon as he got to that, that ceiling for Edie, he switched out and stayed as close as he could to be that presence at the, at the hoop. So I think Purdue counteracted it. And, and last year they, Matt Painter probably could have used as a template of how to adjust as they mm -hmm. did, because last year Dickinson tore Purdue apart. 
Yeah, and I mean, honestly, when they because they talked about it, they talked about the the big the game of the bigs. I mean, Dickinson still had a good game. You know, twenty one. Oh, points. for sure, for sure. He was six eight out of three throws, six of four. Twenty one points. He banked in a three with about four seconds left. <laughs> yeah, I I I watched a lot. He got a couple different three. Yeah, he was three of seven on three pointers, and yeah. it was just like you're watching him like oh snap. And I think that's what to me, like Edie. That's why I kind of said that I think Dickinson is a is a little bit of a better athlete than Edie is. Nothing against Edie. There's but no argument. He, but he, when it but comes he plays to, to a strength. Like he's seven his, four. Yeah, he's a massive strength. wingspan. All he's got to do is reach up. That's his that's his strength. Whereas For Dickinson sure. has to be, you know, he's big, but he's not as big. So he's, he's got to go athletic out. He's athletic in the aspect is he has more uh avenues at at getting what he needs. He, you know, yeah. to scoring his points. Uh he can shoot a three. That wasn't yeah. an accident that he no, banked it in. No. I mean, it was an accident that he banked it in, but it wasn't an accident that it went in. Like he shoots well. Oh yeah. Um, whereas Edie shoots really well, but mm -hmm. it's a much closer radius closer and, range. And they're and they're both effective at what they do. So uh that that's not necessarily uh saying that one's less talented or more talented than the other. It's just they have their different attributes that make them as successful as they are. And I will say it helps Edie when you're like three quarters of the way already to the basket when you lift your arms up. So I mean, <laughs> right. you don't have to shoot very far. <laughs> you literally have to jump about you know an inch and a half off the ground just to say you jumped and uh <laughs> get the ball up. There were times there were there was a there were a couple of shots that I saw that he'd go up for that hook and it almost looked like he was trying to throw it down. Like that's yeah, how I'm high he is. Like, well, because when he would jump up, I feel like he was like, oh, crap, now I'm too high over the net. I need to push the ball back down. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. we're sitting at, at, at the halfway. I know we did our half or, or mid-season awards on Wednesday with Dalton, but now we're sitting where, where Purdue, Michigan State, um, Michigan's not even at 10 games, but there are a couple of teams that are at 10 games. Nebraska's at 10 games. Um we're getting a little bit Purdue is at the halfway point. This is why what I'm going to ask here this is why I'm getting to that. Purdue's at the halfway point. They are nine and one, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's say they mirror that and go nine and one again in the next 10, right. that would put them at 18 and two for the league. Obviously mm -hmm. they would be the big 10 champs. Yep. Dalton, one of the smartest people I've ever talked to when it comes to this type of thing, college sports, Big Ten, all this. He's he's a student. He knows this stuff. Like I, I've told you multiple times, I've said it multiple times on here. He knows the third string quarterback to, you know, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Only Nebraska, like diehard Nebraska people. And even some of them would say, man, you're uh, you're kind of a geek. But mm -hmm. my point being is, is he said uh, about three weeks ago, it would not surprise him if the Big Ten champion had 13 or 14 wins. Okay. So mm -hmm. and 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 this is this is a long, long about way to, to where I'm going, but but bear with me here. Say Purdue goes 18 and 2 and Rutgers mirrors their or uh, goes a little bit better uh on that. Let's say they go seven and three in their first uh 10 because they're six and three right now but let's say they go seven and three the first 10 they do it again that's 14 and six mm -hmm. that is what dalton said he thought the best team in the league would have so rutgers sitting at that fort magic 14 and i know this is a really long question or uh situation but mm -hmm. 
I had to set it up. That would make Purdue, what, four more games better than, than that? Would that make this Purdue team one of the best Big Ten champions we've had in the past 20 years? Um, I, w- I would definitely say you could make the argument for that. Because, I mean, you, you know, kind of like we've talked about, you know, Purdue is one of those, like you said, once they left Portland, Purdue has separated themselves from the rest. And we and we almost wondered, OK, well, maybe when they get into conference play, when are they going to come back to Earth? Yeah, they're going to they're maybe going to stumble, you know, come back down to Earth, like you said. And really, they've had some games that are close. I mean, you look at Maryland was close, honestly. You know, to me, the biggest, you know, unsung hero of the Michigan game last night was Brandon Newman, because yes. you you watched Michigan at the very end there with about five seconds left. They did two free three. throws to, to make it five. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't disagree at all. Yeah. And Brandon Newman throws the two free throws to put it within five and kind of seal the game. You know, that was big. So they, they've been winning a lot of their close games, which to me is what I've noticed with a lot of Big Ten teams they haven't really done you know they most of these games have typically been really really close and you're just kind of left wondering like okay well and i think that's what makes it so difficult to predict how the big 10 is going to go is because okay well everybody plays so competitively and so hard against each other who do we think is going to win so Mm -hmm. right now i would say yeah for purdue to not only be number one in the big 10 but like you said number one in the country you know, and the fact that they lost to a, you know, a very good Rutgers team who's currently second in the Big Ten and they only lost by a point. So it's On not a like- shot with about four seconds left. Yeah. Like so- they're 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 four seconds of better defense than what they played away yeah. from being undefeated right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I I agree with you. I You could very easily make that argument that they're probably one of the best Big Ten teams here in the last few years. Yeah. And, and I, I was sitting there thinking because because Dalton doesn't just say things, you know, randomly without some thought, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for him to say that, and, and it, and it really rung like, man, this is going to be, you know, I hate watching Purdue lose. That's, that's my kicker as I've been that way since growing, you know, when I was little growing up, I hate watching Purdue lose. It, it, I don't let it affect me as much now as I grow or as I'm older, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just bothers me. So I'm like, well, I just got to get used to, you know, four or five losses. And then, you know, if we go historically, one heartbreaker at the end, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> see Virginia in the Elite Eight. Right. Uh, but uh, I, they're nine and one. Like that, that, that is a huge, like they're within five games of what Dalton said the best team's going to have or could have, should have, probably will have, however you want to say it. And they've still got 10 games to play to get those yeah. five wins. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And and it's not going to be easy. Uh, they've won six in a row to start out the Big Ten road season. Yeah. They've got four more. Mm-hmm. Their next one is at IU yep. on the road. Uh that one will be hard, especially with the way the Hoosiers have been playing lately. They're up to five and four. They were at one and four at one point. Yeah. Uh, and and they've won four in a row. Uh, IU and, is coming back. And and you know what? I knew it was it, it was either going to be they were a dumpster fire all year or they were going to come back and fire. I mean, you don't miss on making these guys for the preseason favorite for them not to have anything in the cupboard or be able to do what they're doing now. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it, they, and 
So they had a big loss to Penn State. Then they turn around. They beat 18 Wisconsin pretty wholeheartedly. They beat now, Illinois to, wholeheartedly. To, to talk a little bit about the Wisconsin. Wisconsin's struggling now a little bit. They're they're mm-hmm. uh, a four and five overall. They've lost two in a row. And I think one of them was maybe IU. But yep. they haven't been quite as, I don't know. They're, 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 they're a little struggly right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you look at it, they, Wisconsin overall has kind of struggled in the big 10. Well, they, and what's sad is they started off pretty good. They got win against Maryland. They got a win against Iowa. That's what kind of bumped them up. You know, they beat Minnesota, but then they lost three in a row to Illinois, Michigan state, Indiana. They get a win against Penn state. <laughs> the Northwestern game gets postponed due to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> then they lose to Northwestern. And then they lose to Maryland in the, in the second bout at Maryland. So, Wisconsin's it, all over the place right now. They are. <laughs> and it, it is kind of sad because they brought a lot of core pieces back last year from that Wisconsin team that was actually, you know, it was, it was a little scary. They were, they were one of those teams that they kind of flew Johnny under Davis. your radar. They lost yeah, Johnny, they Davis, Johnny and, Davis. And I think maybe that's, maybe, maybe prognosticators were a year off on Wisconsin this year or last year. Yeah, they predicted this year's team last year, and it was not quite. And I'm not saying that they're horrible; they're right. just not. They're they're not what we're used to seeing in Wisconsin. Yeah. Excuse me. Looking at the, uh, you know what? Let, well, we'll wrap up uh, just the conference uh, look here. We'll talk about Michigan State and Iowa uh, on the set on the other half of the the second half whistle. But you look at or second quarter whistle. You look at the standings right now. The top three in the Big Ten, okay? Purdue, expected to be fifth or sixth, but Purdue is number one at nine and one. Rutgers is at six and three. Kind of a dark horse there, right? Yep. Northwestern. (laughs) Five and three. (laughs) So, like, the top three teams are teams that weren't expected to even sniff the top of the Big Ten or not expected to, to see the top of the Big Ten. And they're sitting there. Then you have... Then you have everybody that was supposed to be there. Michigan State was predicted and in, in, in the preseason to be fourth in the Big Ten. Then you have the top guns in sort of order. Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, all tied at five and four. Those were the three teams that were supposed to be at the top of the Big Ten this year. Supposed to be. But again, that also shows you how how competitive the Big Ten is with each other. Because yeah. you know, like we said, yeah. it until Purdue really, you know, separated themselves out, it was one of those, well. You know, some people have lost this. How are they going to transition? How are they going to rebound? And we even thought it's going to be kind of a down year. When you look at it overall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there there's some like like you said, the the top three. You know, they all have 14 wins. Actually, everybody from Illinois up on the upper half, of the Big Ten. They're they're all they all have 14 wins. So it not necessarily bad. And heck, even Penn State and Maryland have 13 wins. So. Not necessarily bad, but again, it's one of those we we kind of expect maybe a little bit more from from the Big Ten. But you know, a lot of this is also they're just beating the snot out of each other. It's a traffic jam. That's all right, right? <laughs> Let's move to the second quarter. Okay, we're moving to the second quarter. Uh, the other game on the schedule last night, Iowa goes into East Lansing and leaves with the loss. Mm-hmm. The Spartans take down the Hawkeyes 63-61. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jaden Atkins or Atkins or Akins. Sorry. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Jaden Akins 
only 12 points, but led the way for the Spartans. Pretty balanced for Michigan State is what I noticed when it, I think there were four in double figures. I mean, that's a that's a good balance to where you don't necessarily you can get your shots from anyone. Yeah, there were there were five. The only and the only one in technically the starting lineup, uh, Hogard, he had seven, but they had Malik Hall kind of coming back off the bench. He got 25 minutes. You know, he was their their leading guy coming off the bench in the rotation and he had 11 points. So they they had five. It was they had a pretty good night. And defensively, they held Chris Murray to only 11 points. It's half yeah. the season average. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say Aaron Aaron Eulis. Uh, is it Eulis? Uh, led the led the way for Iowa with 17. I noticed that, too, that, that uh, Chris Murray only had 11. I thought, well, there it is right there. Tom Izzo and his defense shut down the, the guy that they needed to shut down enough. To, to give you an idea, they said that the last shot that Chris Murray only made one shot in the second half, and that was with 15 minutes left to go in the second half, and that was it. He did not score again. The did he not score game. or not make a shot? He didn't make a shot. Okay. So he, he took some free throws maybe to score some points, but probably not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just know that in the world of – um you know, being a dad of four and running all over hell's half acre for, you know, every moment. Um, I've kind of relegated to, you know, game cast watching. Yes. <laughs> so I don't get the flow all the time. So uh, that is something I miss, but I, I'm, I'm a, a, a dad, you know, so I've got those things I've got covered, but uh, yeah, Michigan state, I, <clears throat> I, I, I would assume, and maybe you know more about this one than that than I do. Uh, they if they're going to just punch you in the mouth defensively, and they did it to Purdue too in the Breslin. Like they're they're yeah. able to, especially at the Breslin Center, shut down a lot of people or at least neutralize teams because you've got to go into their environment. But uh, did Iowa or did Michigan State? I, I I saw that this game was within. I think Iowa had a ten nothing lead to start out, and yep. then it was never more than five points away. Yep, and that is a sign of great defense to me because you get back into the game, you scrap back into it, and then you hang on until the end and and jump out in front. And is that kind of what you saw as well from Michigan State? They just kind of. They kind of hung loose and, okay, we're going to grab it by the horns when we can and, and take it right at the end. I don't know. I, I just saw updates. Yeah, pretty much because, I mean, when you when you look at the stats, I mean, Michigan yeah. State, Iowa was only able to hit three three-pointers. They were seven. They were almost 18% oh, wow. okay. at three points. And they were this was a defensive stand by, by Michigan State then for the game. Yeah, very much. Um, you know, defensively Michigan State had 25 rebounds but ironically Iowa had 28 defensive rebounds but what really got you know Michigan State is the fact that they they had 10 steals against Iowa they had four blocks and 15 assists so I mean this is one of those that Michigan State like you said it was it was a defensive hold you know hold on and the three points where to me I feel Iowa's strength is a lot in their in their ability to shoot threes historically I, that's been twice. Iowa you know yeah. what I mean that uh, not that they haven't had big men I mean look at look at Chris Murray's dad Kenyon Murray was a big man at Iowa yeah but uh they've historically had people that can shoot from distance 
and that's just the the Iowa. So, so when they struggle, that's that's a testament to who's playing them. So to give you an idea, Chris Murray, 0 for 5 when he shot three-pointers. He got one free throw. Ulis um, or Ulis was, yeah. he was 1 of 1 with three points. Perkins was 0 of 1. McCaffrey was 1 and 4. Mm-hmm. And then Sanford off the bench was 1 and 5. And then Dix off the bench was 0 and 1 when it came to three-point shooting. To, Struggle for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Yeah. But that brings that takes uh, Michigan State up to uh, fourth by themselves at six and four, ahead mm-hmm. of Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan at five and four. Iowa falls to four and five. It was a battle of four and four, or of uh, well, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry, Michigan State was five and four going into that game. But Iowa falls to four and five. They've lost two in a row. Um, we just had talked them up, mm-hmm. <laughs> saying right. that they were kind of upswinging. Uh, Chris Murray is Dalton's number two pick for player of the year in the Big Ten. Like, there's still that embarrassing Eastern Illinois loss at home before, right before conference took over. Yep. Uh, I think they're, I don't think they're going to mirror what they did last year. No. Well, and that's it, okay with me because Purdue ran into that buzzsaw. <laughs> right. Well, and it, it's kind of sad because when you look at it, you know, they've got quality wins. You know, they beat Clemson, they beat, you know, they beat Iowa State. You know, that was ranked right. number 20 at the time. Right. Then, then like you said, they lose to Eastern Illinois. They stumble their first two road games in the Big Ten. And, and you're like, okay, well, how's this going to go? And, and you do kind of wonder, like, all right, well, if they're stumbling this early into conference play, how are they going to go? But then they rip four in a row. You know, Indiana, Rutgers, Michigan, Maryland, they beat all of them. At the time, Indiana was 15th in the nation. They have the postponed COVID game with Northwestern, and now they, you know, they lose two in a row to Ohio State and Michigan State. And I will say, watching that Ohio State game, that game was over long into the second half because I was watching it, and Ohio State just kept the lead. Those last few points that Iowa got to make it close, those were pity points. Yeah, yeah. Um, Iowa doesn't have an easy task either for their next game. They play Sunday against Rutgers, but let's look at. Uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, this week in the, on the men's side before we hit the half. Um, so, uh, Friday, Ohio State, Indiana. There, that's about um, or Saturday. I mean, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Indiana. That's your that's your matchup. Illinois is at Wisconsin. That will be could be an okay game. It's uh, uh, Minnesota at Northwestern. That's not a you're you're not you're not marking that one. You're not you know getting your lunch ready to watch on Big Ten Network that one, no. um, unless you're a fan of either one either of those or. programs. Um, Nebraska and Maryland, that's another one. Uh, but, I feel like that uh, one might be good because I mean Nebraska has had some really good moments. Sure, they've had some close games, and of course we've talked about Maryland. You know, Maryland being one of those kind of dark horse teams that not a lot of people talk about, and I mean mm-hmm. they they are in the Big Ten, so they're kind of. Again, compared to the preseason favorites, they're a little they're a little under the radar, but they're still one of those teams. And and right now, if you look at Maryland's home record, you don't want to go play in Maryland. They're ten yeah, and one. College Park is, and Purdue's got to go there before the end of the season. So <laughs> maybe that's your second loss. Yeah, maybe and maybe uh, I, I honestly, I'm never surprised. I can be disappointed, but I'm never surprised. Yeah. So. Uh, but Sunday is the big day. I just mentioned that Iowa and uh, Rutgers play each other. That's at uh, 
Oh, you can go for 13 bucks if in your if you're in Iowa City there, Tony. I know, I see. <clears throat> but you've got Michigan visiting at Penn State. That's yep. a good game. Uh it's is. it's a, uh, a top half of the conference game. You have Michigan State at Purdue. That is a big one. We mentioned that earlier on Wednesday uh when Dalton was here. It has been what 14 years he said since Michigan State has gone into Mackey and and won uh mm-hmm. in Mackey. Yeah. Uh, there have been close games, but Purdue's always seem to have Michigan State's number when they go into Mackey. Doesn't matter who's good, who's not. It's Purdue just seems to. I think there was one season that uh, Purdue was having a down year, or Michigan State was fifth, maybe, and Purdue yeah. beat them by twenty-four. Yeah, like it's no, just, I mean, it's Mackey, and, and it's funny that how some of those teams line up because you look at Purdue and Michigan, you know. The last the last mm-hmm. nine times that Michigan and Purdue have faced off, Michigan has won seven of those matchups. Mm-hmm. Except for except and, and and that's including last night. Yep. So it yeah, it, it, there's just something about you know certain teams that they match up better or they just have that number. It's like it's kind of like Purdue and Ohio State in football. You know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, like Purdue always Purdue, seems to upset them. <laughs> Purdue doesn't beat them every year. But like whenever they play, you kind of get that feeling like the last time when Ohio State blew their doors off, uh, it was expected to be a close game. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't. It started out that way and then it went downhill. But then there's the Tyler Trent year or yeah. game where Purdue won by 25. Rondale Moore yeah. went off. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, there's just teams that happen to have your well let's let's hit the half and uh we'll come back and talk about uh women's basketball okay you are listening to big 10 plus four hosted on anchor and Streamyard. hey this is grabbing brisket podcast join us every monday where we talk about the latest trends in barbecue interviews with world top pit masters celebrity cooks Ooh, like uh wee man from jackass and musicians like rich o'toole so check us out. We do beer reviews, barbecue fails. So many fires. Dude, a lot of people just burn their houses down for no reason. We also talk about cocaine hippos versus medicators. Learn how to make some tailgate gravy. Altercations with Texas Rangers. People throwing Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. So check out grabthebrisket.com for podcast info, viral social media posts, and so much more. Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Everybody knows at the root of any good relationship, any relationship worth anything, is the only thing that matters between two people. And I'm talking about television. That's right. That's why you should listen to Married with Television, man, which is a podcast by my friends, Shannon and Jamie. I call it cat ears. About movies and TV that they have loved for decades, man. You listen at marriedwithtv.com or anywhere you get your podcast. They are proud members of the Odd Pods Media Network, man. Married with Television. So, Tony, uh, I just bought some flyers to do, you know, like a, a, a grassroots type of advertising for Big Ten Plus Four. And uh, you, you, oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with that type of promotion either. Yeah, correct. And I, I got I got a great deal on flyers at Sticker Mule. Yeah, I remember you saying that all of our stickers, all of our Klingons, everything like that, that comes from Sticker Mule. Yeah, now our flyers, too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. So sticker mule is supposed to be the easiest way you can buy custom stickers, decals, labels, and other printing items all online, right? Yeah. Order in 60 seconds and they'll turn your designs and illustrations into custom stickers, magnets, buttons, labels, and packaging in just days. They offer free online proofs, free worldwide shipping, and super fast turnaround. If you click on the link in the show notes, Herman is going to give you $10 off any purchase of at least $10. 
And you can start designing and order in minutes with Sticker Mule. Yeah, and thank you, Sticker Mule. So go ahead and go and check out the uh, the link. Uh, you, really good design, easy designing. So yeah, if I, I can, I, I say I know I've used it even for my personal podcast. And yeah, they they sent me like some some magnets, like fifty percent off, and they they turned out great. I mean, I still have a bunch of them for sure. And that was that was an extra sticker mule right there. It was an extra promo right there. Right, just a little, just a little bit. <laughs> so moving to the to the second half, Tony, we we go to the to the women's game, the women's side of the Big Ten, and it was a big night for the ladies side yeah. of the of the conference too uh three big games really honestly because there were uh five of the three games five of the teams were ranked and mm-hmm. three of those five lost yep so you have uh ohio state went into bloomington the hoosiers the hoosiers knock off the second ranked uh buckeyes the ohio state's second straight loss that yep. puts iu at the top of the big 10 at nine and one Yep. Uh, Mackenzie Holmes led the way, twenty six points uh, for the for the uh, Hoosiers, and then a uh, uh, Cody McMahon for Ohio State had twenty one. I think it's uh, uh, it's going to be a dogfight, and and the fact that IU won this puts them in really good position because that allows them to play Iowa and split and not lose any ground right now. Yeah. Well, not only that, you, you got to tip your hat off a little bit to the Lady Hoosiers defense, because do you know what they held For Ohio sure. State to in the third quarter points wise? I'm going to guess like five, six, you six. were really okay. close. Yeah. Held them to six points total through the entire third quarter. Yeah, well, that's, IU... that's impressive. It's always it's always a big deal. And I don't know if you're the same way. Uh, you know, you always look at a box score. And if you see a single digits number in a box score, you go, whoa. Well, especially in basketball, because you're always thinking like, wait, especially the wait, number two ranked team in the country, yeah. <laughs> like, like you expect it to at least be double digits. And really, you look at the rest of the quarters, all of them are within four points. You know, the first mm-hmm. quarter, 17, 16, IU, 20 to 15, Ohio State, 27 to six, IU, and then 23 to 19, Ohio State. 27 so they started, to six. So that, yeah. that they won that game based on that third quarter is what it is. That that was really it. Because after that, I mean, there was only one quarter where Ohio State didn't lead, and that was the first. And, you know, that was the 17-16. So they, they were down by a point. And then after that, they, with the exception of that third quarter, they dropped 20 points. I, uh... I don't know as much about the individual players on the women's side, but from what I've seen, Mackenzie Holmes has to be in the running for player of the year for the conference. She has to not, not, not saying that she's going to supersede Caitlin Clark, but she might. Yeah. But like like the, she is playing at an extremely high level Uh, against Illinois. She had 30. Yeah. So like she's putting points on the board. Well, and to give you another idea, so this, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this player and I want you to kind of tell me what year you think she's in. So her name is, um, uh, Yarden Garzon. Uh, she is from Israel. She dropped 20 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, three turnovers, and nine defensive rebounds. What year do you think she's in? What year? Mm-hmm. Um, sophomore. She's a freshman. 
That's what I was going to guess. I thought it was too obvious. Right. <laughs> well, because you hear that and you're like, that's a pretty, that's yeah. a pretty good game. And so that could be maybe you're saying a, a, a precursor to maybe a, a freshman of the year award, maybe right there. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's pretty good. And that, that was the second highest scoring behind, you know, uh, McKenzie, McKenzie Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. So, well, she, th- I hate saying it. I really do. <laughs> but uh, the way I use been playing on the women's side, I, th- they, they might be the team to beat They're They're in bracket in the bracketology. And, and we'll break that down on, uh, on Wednesday when Dalton's here and I'll have a little bit more uh, in on it. But right now I use the number two overall seed in some bracketology. Yeah. And, and really the, big wins from them. Yeah. Big, big wins. You know, they beat Ohio State. Really, the only two teams left that they would have to really fight for for even being considered number one is South Carolina and LSU because South right. Carolina is still ranked number one in the country. LSU is ranked number four. Both are undefeated, undefeated. still in their mm-hmm. conference. Um, even the Lady Volunteers are undefeated in the conference still technically, but uh, the Lady <laughs> Tennessee Volunteers just lost to Lady Yukon, who is number five. Yeah, that just happened. Uh, last night last night yeah and yukon handed them a hefty loss at that yeah well it it, it's hard to rebound from an icon like pat Pat summit but tennessee hasn't bounced back since uh since pat uh you know stepped down and retired and then uh subsequently we've we lost her since so uh Mm -hmm. my my contention best overall coach ever yeah yeah, but people would say, "Well, Gino Ariema is much better." Well, no, that's a, if you're going just number. Let's. I haven't heard somebody say about Gino that he could correlate to the men's as well as I've heard people think that Pat Summit could have trans, you know, went over to the men's side and coached as, as well. So, I don't right. know. I it, it's it's all subjective, anyways. So, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, Michigan goes to Maryland, falls to the Tur- Lady Terps 72 64. Diamond Miller with 23 in the win. Leah Brown 16 for the Wolverines in the loss. The one I was, other one I was going to talk about, and that's a big game. I'm not just glossing over, but I want to make yeah. sure we talk about all three. We can go back uh, if, if we need to. But uh, Purdue goes to Champaign and beats the number 22 Lady Illini 62 52. I'm upsetting Illinois this yeah big upset because this is Purdue's not horrible but they're they're a little they were a little bit below 500 now they're sitting I believe right at 500 let me pull yep they're five and five yeah they're five Mm -hmm. and five they can't they went in four and five Illinois was five and four uh six six and three or six and three I mean so I mean Mm -hmm. that's what I meant I, I saw it and Get get twisted. Six up. and three, six and three, and so like this is a this is an upset, you know. Yeah, this is a big upset too. Because I mean, you think about it, Illinois, you know, one of the one of the top half teams that we talked about. They're one of six, you know, Big Ten teams on the mm-hmm. women's sides that's ranked. And really, you looked at it, it's Indiana, Iowa, Ohio State, Maryland, and then it's Illinois. Now that's still the case as far as the overall standings, but you you saw the definitive, you know, difference between the top half of the standings in the women's side as compared to the bottom. And Illinois was right up there, and this this kind of brings them back down to earth and more more in the middle now. This just proves to me that the women's conference is just as crazy and nuts as the men's. 
It's yeah. just it's just a different style of crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting you look at the at the Big 10 uh standings right now. We were in a three-way tie with IU, Iowa, and Ohio State until last night. Now the Hoosiers stand atop 9 and 1, Iowa a half game back at 8 and 1, Ohio State at 8 and 2 in a tie with Maryland also at 8 and 2. Then I, then you drop down a couple of games. So those top four, those top four are within a half uh, a half a game of each other. Yeah, and you got to remember all of those teams within the top ten right now as far as game overall rankings. Other, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, all four of those in the top ten. Uh, Ohio State. I'm going to say it's safe to say after uh, this weekend they won't be in the top ten any longer. I think they'll be they'll so with Maryland beating Michigan, Maryland I think will move up, and then I think Ohio State Ohio State I might think drop Ohio right State drops to ten spot. They might drop only to ten. They may stay in the top ten, but they're not going to be in the top five no. at all. And I wouldn't be shocked to see them sitting at number thirteen or so. Honestly. I would say I I because that is two losses. Like Don't get me wrong. Still. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You're losing to the two top statistically record wise the two top teams in the conference doesn't matter though you've lost two in a row you you may free yeah. fall a little especially when you're sitting at number two and you lose twice in a row it may drop you out of the top 10 but it's not going to drop them very far they're still no. in my opinion uh well they are one of the best three teams in the conference so i think they'll rebound it's fine um, you're bound to run into hiccups. I mean, everybody does most of the time, and I think that's just where they're at right now. Now they start yeah. losing three in a row, maybe a four in a row. Then we need to maybe reevaluate and see what's up with Ohio State. But a couple of well, them, it happens. It's a conference. Well, you got to think they they do not have an easy schedule ahead because they still have to face Maryland two times, which they haven't faced yet. Yep. They have to face IU again. This and time on their go- court, though. Yeah, but then they have to go to Michigan right before they finish the year at home versus Maryland. Yeah, it's it's not an easy schedule for Ohio State. No. So but I think you don't you don't accidentally get to 19 and 0. I mean, no. you just don't. So that while they may lose a couple more along the way, they're still one of the three best teams in the in the Big 10. I don't uh definitely a top four team but i would say they're mm-hmm. at least third if not and maybe a little bit better but the point being is is a couple of hiccups uh purdue easily could have that was uh, you know in, on the men's side when they got beat by by rutgers they had ohio state and uh, penn state back-to-back mm-hmm. games right after that so they yeah. could have slid easily and made three that wouldn't take away from how i feel that they're how they are for the season mm-hmm. it would have just been like man that sucks i mean right so i i'm not worried about ohio state necessarily yeah yeah i'm not either and i will say too kind of like you said and, and sometimes you have a little bit of these skids and then all it takes is one win to kind of right the ship and i would say that for the lady hawkeyes i mean you look at them you know they were right they had two tough losses to kind of you know start out the year then they they had lost to kansas state early then they lose to Illinois, and then they've ripped five off in a row, including yeah. a, you know the win against Ohio State. But it's it's funny the more I look at this, the fact that all of these teams right now you know are the the top three in the Big Ten, and they haven't faced each other a whole lot because Iowa still has to face Maryland too, and they have uh, they to play have to IU twice, too, and twice. they have to play IU twice. Yeah, 
yeah they, it's almost like they backloaded it i don't i don't i'm not saying that they did you know the right. conference but that's did, what it looks like it almost looks like they backloaded all the big matchups for the end of the season to make it more interesting because it's already a, a bunch interesting i mean we've oh, yeah. had some really good games but it's just it, it's like oh hey looky there mm-hmm. you're like oh man this is another big Ooh, match are you and i are you in iowa and then you know a week later are you in iowa yeah well <laughs> it does make it more because you look at the men's side you know kind of like you said there's some of these matchups you're like yeah you know some of them are pretty good but then you look at the women's and it's like oh man i got a great matchup here oh crap i got a great matchup here well, like, you're gonna, you have get, great yawners. Matchups almost every you're gonna week. get yawners occasionally or or there's gonna be really good games that you just didn't expect to be because they should be yawners you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. but uh they yeah it's a it's going to be an interesting uh, second half. I'm I'm really looking forward on both sides of the basket or uh, sides of the of the court here, um, mm-hmm. men's and women's. It's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Um, even though I think we both kind of contend, and I I would say probably Dalton too. Right now, Purdue's going to win the Big Ten men. We're, we're, yeah. Unless something you know way out of the ordinary happens, Purdue's going to win that. But what's happening in the middle? on the men's side is just amazing to watch and then you have the top of the women's game actually the whole conference but that top like we just said they play everybody each other for like the last half of the season so that's Mm -hmm. gonna that's gonna pack it in and just it's gonna be an exciting ride the rest of the way on both sides yeah yeah all right so uh, let's uh let's move to the fourth quarter let's do it Okay, this is the fourth quarter. It's a uh, Friday, Tony, so that means we have our headlines. Yes, that's we right. We we have headlines, and uh, we've got uh, Dalton's. Uh, where is it? There it is. Scrolled too far down there. There, Tony. We oh, have no. Dalton Shetler. He he every week. Uh, if as long as we've got time, anyways, we record a uh, a uh, a Dalton daily for his. So we're gonna kick off that, and then we'll get back into it. All right. All right. Let's see what Dalton has to say. For the Dalton Daily today, I wanted to take a look back over Big Ten men's basketball because for a lot of people, they they take a look at the AP Top 25 poll and they see that there's one team from the Big Ten. And, of course, it's Purdue at number one. But a lot of people are like, what's what's going on with Big Ten basketball? I, th- I thought maybe it was a better year than than what's showing here or represented in the in the AP Top 25 poll. And while there are a handful of programs receiving votes just on the outside looking in, let's use a different metric to take a look at the Big Ten men's basketball race and, and have the quality of play. Let's use the net rankings that were actually tweeted out a little bit earlier this week by the Big Ten Network. Uh, and the net rankings, for those who are still trying to get a little bit acclimated to it, are, are kind of a new feature they've been using the last few years as the primary sorting tool by the NCAA to make their selections for the tournament. So this is the, the number one way that you kind of categorize and, and work through some of the different teams and their resumes, the metrics, and, and how good they are. So if we take a look at the net rankings, Purdue's no longer number one, but in the net, they're number four. Indiana's 19, Rutgers 22, Ohio State 24, Illinois 28, Iowa 39, Michigan State 41, Maryland 45, Northwestern 47, Penn State 49. That's 10 teams in the top 50 top 49 for the Big Ten men's basketball race. That goes to show the the quantity and quality that does exist there in the middle of the pack. 
Right now, you just don't have a team that's, besides Purdue, showing itself and distancing itself from the rest of that pack. But what that pack is, is definitely in the upper echelon and certainly NCAA tournament worthy uh, of quality of play from those teams. So don't feel like the sky is falling just because there's one team ranked in the top 25 for Big Ten men's basketball, because as the metrics will tell you and, and the primary sorting tool for the NCAA tournament will tell you, the Big Ten's in good hands, and so it's something—a a gentle, friendly reminder to keep you kind of uh, keep you sane as we move closer and closer to March and what will be Selection Sunday, and hopefully a great day for the Big Ten. Fabulous! <laughs> so I love how you got me leaving at the end. Of fabulous! I, I didn't realize that I didn't cut that part of it. <laughs> I guess I cut it at the wrong spot. But yeah, right. Uh, good stuff from uh, Dalton, as always. And uh, we'll move over and get this to where the man of the hour this time is up. And uh, hey, there it is. Sheesh. I'll tell you what, morning stuff. All right. We've right. got our headlines from the Tony Tribune. So I'm going to copy Dalton a little bit. So Dalton got to do kind of a double, you know, Dalton Daily before. I'm going to kind of do a. A two Tony Tribune, since there's no pretty word for double with that also goes with T, unfortunately. <laughs> you could do a triple. I don't have a triple. I need to do a triple. I need to do a triple just to beat Dalton's daily. You need to do like a Sam Sentinel six. <laughs> it goes with S. Um, anyway, the, the two things that I have, one is Big Ten related, one is not. Uh, for some of you who don't know, Michigan is going to be uh, expanding the dreaded tunnel out by removing 45 seats of the stadium to make the tunnel wider so that way they don't have another incident with uh, what they had with Michigan State and Michigan where, of course, there was an altercation, players got suspended, charges were brought up, uh, but it is not going to change the official capacity that will stay at 107,601 uh, despite 45 seats will be removed from the They're entrance of the tunnel. They're going to add them somewhere, aren't they? Huh? They're going to add them somewhere. Oh, more than likely. Standing They're... room only tickets or something. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna add them they're gonna add them somewhere and make it work. Uh, my second one actually is one I just found and I thought was really interesting. So um, we've talked about the Pac-12, you know, potentially doing expansion. Where are they going to go? Who are they going to grab? And one of the teams that we had all brought up uh, was San Diego State. Well, apparently their athletic director uh, has threatened the Pac-12 that either basically you take us or we will go to the Big 12 in response. So San Diego State Athletic Director J.D. Wicker uh, basically said, hey, you know, we're the only team left on the block that is in Southern California. You know, we've we've been here for a while. We're still a good program. And you want Sandy and to quote J.D. Wicker, uh, who told CBS Sports, you want San Diego State in your league uh, because a full media rights share because you don't want us in the Big 12 and all the Big 12 schools would then have a reason to come to Southern California to recruit. So if that is not a statement from Wicker saying, hey, it's time for us to move into the, you know, the big five, the big power five of college football, 
I don't know what does. And that's a great way to put it. Like, look, either you take us or we'll do the same thing UCLA and USC did. We'll go to another conference and then you've got nobody in Southern California. If you take us, if you don't take us, somebody will. Somebody and, will. And you will miss out. Yes. <coughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was big. I saw that I was like, ooh, look at J.D. Wicker. He was like, no, 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 no. You can't just, you know, slide us a hand and say, oh, well, we, we don't know if you're really what we're looking for. Oh, yes, we are. We're the only Southern California school. We're the only. Only you're looking for yes we should be anyways but uh, yeah i i they're 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 not a needle mover but they're still an avenue into moving the needle somewhat anyways yeah. so uh it, it'll be interesting to see where san diego state ends up in the future here i'm mm -hmm. i'm assuming soon Oh, yeah, I because I don't disagree. Somebody's going to jump in there because the Big Ten doesn't necessarily need San Diego State. They can, they but could. they don't need them because they have the L.A. market right now. Yeah, they have the or LA they market. will. And really, you know, if you think about it, because, you know, the SEC isn't going to take them for the Big 12. You know, we've kind of talked about, you know, if they get their the foot potential, in the, door if the, the West Coast. Sure. Yeah. And if the potential future is to, you know, mega conferences, you know, who will kind of be the last third man standing I think the Big 12 would make a really big market of be like, no, 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 it's we're 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 gonna do our best to be that third conference that's still that's still viable by you know taking taking what we can get now. It'd be interesting to come up with the names of these new conferences. It, it, it could they could just honestly copy the Big Ten and just be like, nope, we're the Big Ten, even though we've got like 30 teams, we're still the Big Ten. <laughs> Hence the reason why we're called Big Ten plus four. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go and and uh, Tony, you can uh, tell me uh, if you're shocked by this, but I am going to Bloomington for my headlines. Uh, what? Yeah, go figure that. Uh, last night, in front of or against the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Indiana University Lady Hoosiers set a record for uh, a, a regular season. At uh, attendance record of 10,455 people. Uh, and from an article on January 15th of the, the Daily Hoosier, uh, January 15th, so 12 days ago, they had just set a record for uh, Assembly Hall at 10,422. It is uh, last night's game, broke that record, and is also the fourth time. They have drawn over 10,000 uh, fans for a game. Uh, I think it's a big statement as, A, how well the Hoosiers are playing, and then, B, uh, the rising interest and 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 want to watch the, the women's game. I think it's a, a, fantastic, uh, a fantastic feat to and, – and, it's fantastic because it's great it's happening but it's at the same time kind of sad that it's taken this long to get to that point to where uh women's crowds are getting comparable to uh to men's crowds and uh it's just a really good uh, good job uh putting good product on the on the court as well as uh the fans knowing uh good basketball and good uh good things that they see uh, while they're in attendance so that is the sam sentinel yes tony we went to bloomington and i said something nice about the hoosiers about the hoosiers notice Ooh. i did not use the state name unless i put university after it 
Harry, say, are you? Do you have a bottle of Listerine on hand for when for when we go off the air? Hey, I can recognize when good things happen. That doesn't mean I'm like, oh, I hope I get seven. You know, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that wow, uh, that brings us to to the end of the show. Tony, uh, let's go ahead and uh, tell everybody how they can find us. Yeah, you can find us on the Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at Big Ten Plus Four. Unfortunately, they make you spell out the plus. I don't know why spelling is a thing. Like the, we've been in the texting age for how long, and and who spells things correctly anymore? I mean, I know I do. Like I'm making a point when I see other people like spell stuff incorrectly. It kind of drives me insane. But I'm like, I'm not gonna be that I guy. I spell out everything. Place. I don't text talk ever. Even right. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> like, I I spell just about everything out. I'm like, I'm not gonna be that guy anymore. I used to be, but I'm like, eh. It you just look goofy. Nobody really understands what you're saying. And it's one of those now that you kind of text your bosses and whatnot more. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. do that. And yeah. And the wrong notion. Come so, off. so spell it out is what you're yep. saying. You got to spell it the plus with Facebook. You can do either or you can put the plus, you can spell it the plus Facebook makes it easy. Luckily, you can also yeah. find us on oddpodsmedia.com. We are the only sports show there where you can Indeed. find sports, politics, beer. You can even find meats like brisket and whatnot, which is interesting and probably tailgate. Delicious. Yeah. Tailgating, which you know, like me, I may not be a big dude as far as like weight wise. I'm six three, but I love to eat. And luckily can, I have you can pack it away, huh? I have a metabolism that loves me and is still going at a million For a few miles. Years an hour. Anyways. Right. Hey, I'm almost 30. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> you can also find us on uh ASAP Network twice a week. And if you want to see some of the kooky stuff that we may or may not do, and you're not able to find it on any of those platforms, you can always find us on Spotify as well with the visual side on top of it. Yeah, and then anywhere else uh, you find podcasts, you can listen to the audio that uh, we put out shortly after the stream. So for, that's Tony Hollinsworth. Dalton Shetler was on the video. <laughs> on the video, I am Sam Sprunger. Uh, from all of us here at Big Ten Plus Four, thanks so much for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>